Welcome to Sacred at Work. This podcast is designed to give voice to the feelings and desires so many of us are having at this extraordinary transformational moment on the planet. Join us on this exploration and sacred journey of uncovering our truest selves, whether in business or in life, because after all, sacred is always at work. We are two colleagues, businesswomen, mothers, entrepreneurs, and seekers. Hi, I'm Pam Shalou from Oakland, California, and I'm founder of Practical Feed Advisors. I help kick-ass female visionaries to tune into their intuition, trust themselves more fully, and take inspired action to change the world. And I'm Hilary Sampson in Vancouver, British Columbia. I'm the owner of Transforming Ventures, and I support entrepreneurs to connect and work with the soul of their business. Here we are, episode three, Pam. Yippee! <laughs> what are we going to talk about today? Well, today it is definitely one of my favorite topics, which is how the sacred shows up in our work and in our workplaces. Mm, I like it. Yeah, it's great. Um, for those of you listeners who uh, heard our first episode, you'll know that for me, one of the lowest points in my life and the proverbial straw that kicked me onto my spiritual path was a crisis, and it was a crisis with my work. As a consultant who's worked with dozens of businesses over the years, I've seen how work and the workplace can cause individuals so much suffering, pain, indignation, unnecessary stress, intense conflicts. I've also observed, of course, how work can be a place of joy and connection and collaboration. It can be where we express our right power and our deepest purpose here on the earth. The past few years after launching Transforming Ventures, I've become deeply committed to the belief that when we recognize how the sacred is showing up in our work, we can support the healing or growth journey of everyone associated with the organization. And we also support the growth, including the financial growth of the business itself. Our economic and organizational structures and systems are screaming out for change. And a perfect place to start is recognizing that the sacred is always at work, even and maybe even especially at our work. Mm -hmm. Pam, what does the sacred at work mean to you? Well, I love that you are so focused and clearly committed to sacred in the workplace because uh, I think too often, far too often entrepreneurs um, would miss that as uh, something to actually focus on. And for me, what sacred at work represents is the fact that the sacred, the connection to the sacred is always at work in all that we do, whether as an entrepreneur, as a mom, or as a, you know, a, a good civil society person out in the world, sacred is always available and always working its magic so that we can create our right way of being in the world. Oh, I love that. That's so true. It's, uh, you know, I, I, I hold that vision that we're always being showered with love. We just sometimes have our umbrella up and that's true about, about the sacred and, and, you know, the, the voices that are conspiring for our success at every moment. Right. And it's interesting that we have, you know, to use the term sacred, 
again, language really matters, right? And so we, we use this term and um, I think it probably will mean different things to different folks. But for us, it, you know, individually, we've spoken about this so many times. It really is um, the connection to mystery, the connection to source, the connection to uh, whatever being higher entity you believe in uh, or connect to. But how does, you know, I'm curious how that shows up in the workplace, in the work that you do, Hillary? It's really become such a central theme of my life, this sacred in, in our work. Um, but first, I, I'd like to take a step back. And I, it's quite important to kind of introduce my spiritual framework just again. I love how you're so impeccable with your language, just to orient the perspective that I'm coming from, which of course might be different than our listeners. And what I believe is that even though each of us has a unique calling and, a, and an expression here in this time space that we live in, my deep belief is that we all collectively only have one purpose. And that purpose is to recognize and shift the blocks that are preventing us from remembering who we are, which are beings of love and extensions of source. And if that's true, that we're just here to recognize the blocks, to hear the voice of the sacred and the voice of God instead of the voice of the ego, uh, works, what are the most perfect arenas to be shown where our blocks are and where your ego is running rampant over your higher self? <laughs> I, I, I just fully believe this, that, you know, maybe relationships with your first families are, are more intense, but almost nothing pushes our buttons more than our bosses, our employees, deadlines, the dreaded evaluations, judgment, competition, you know, and of course, money and all of our relationships with mm -hmm. money. Um, that that just brings, it just points the way to everything that is blocking us from flow of purpose. Whenever we feel, literally feel stuck or feel that uh, anger or that indignation, we know that that's the pointer for where we have a block that needs to shift. Every mm -hmm. time we can recognize those negative emotions, we're being invited to recognize what's going on for us, what's mm -hmm. blocking our happiness, love, and peace. Hmm. I'm taking this course with uh, uh, the amazing Diane Lund, and, and she describes this as being a spiritual detective, which I love. It, it feels exactly what I've been up to the last few hmm. years, just searching and finding for what's blocking me from feeling connected to that flow, what's, what's blocking me from shifting, uh, you know, what's called a miracle, which is the shift from fear to faith. Hmm. I love that spiritual detective. And what, what that says to me is that when we are uh, in right relationship with ourselves and with uh, our source, uh, we, we are able to find those clues and those invitations um, that are so readily available to us, but we often forget, or we're often not listening. And that, you know, that really ties into the work that I do in the world, because I help people to better listen to their intuition, or, you know, the invitations you talk about. Uh, and while it may be seem obvious that our intuition acts as a GPS navigation system, unfortunately, most of us, many of us have forgotten the power and the connection that we have whenever we want it to be available, it is there. And we've forgotten that. 
And for me, I believe fundamentally that that connection, the most important work that we can do as individuals in service to the collective is to cultivate the connections to three things. And the first being to ourselves, allowing for the deep inner sense of knowing of who we truly are and to the source of our higher being, really connecting in that way. And then the connection to others. Of course, we are hardwired to be in relationship with one another. It's our playground to learn and experience what it meant, what it means to be sacred beings. And finally, the connection to nature. And that connection gets a sense of our right place in reverence to the larger world, the awe-inspiring rhythms that the natural world provides us. When we are connected in these ways, sacred is at work. It is flowing through us and our souls get to express their true nature and its unique voice. And that's the really the way in which, you know, as a spiritual detective, as, as someone who is wanting to be on, pa- on the right path with these connections, those are some of the ways in which I see it possible. And I know for you, you talk a lot about working with the soul of the business. And I'm always curious, I love hearing how you express that. So I wonder if you could share some about that. Yes. And, and this is just uh, an extension of what you're talking about with connections. So, so really what, what I'm doing is uh, connecting with the soul of the business in order to express the sacred. So let me dive into that concept a little bit further. I believe uh, that whether you're in a business or an organization or a not-for-profit, whatever the place you work looks like and whatever your work is, uh, that work business, that organization is its own entity with specific needs, desires, and its own purpose that can be, and in fact, usually is separate from the needs, desires, and and purpose of the individuals who work in the business, even the owner. So even uh, sometimes I work with solopreneurs, and it is such a mind change to get them to realize that their business exists outside of them with its own needs and wants. And like us, the business and the soul of the business can experience blocks that are preventing it from expressing its purpose in the world. The soul of the business, it's not the same as we human souls have. It's, it's a divine intelligence. It's a divine benevolence that wants to express its purpose in the world. And we can help our businesses and organizations to thrive by working to understand and connect with the soul of this business and removing its blocks. Uh, You know, I have been doing this, Transforming Ventures has existed only about two and a half years. But once I identified what I was doing, I realized I've been tapping into the soul of my clients' businesses for years. I just, I just never articulated it. I didn't know what was going on and they certainly didn't, uh, I didn't bring it to light with them. I have uh, one interesting example that comes to mind when I when I think of this is I was working I was writing a standard operating procedure manual for a gas service industry like what like what could be less spiritual about that sentence um, and uh, you know I was speaking to the owner about the challenges he was having including with some staffing systems and he told me a story and the story of his company just this lovely person. And, and this thought just came, you know, through me. And it was, I can see that you have great love for your customers, 
we need to get you to a place where you have great love for your employees as well. And as soon as I said, I, I could tell it at home, he brought it up many times, that phrase many times over our work together. And I think it hit so, so perfectly because it was a message from the soul of his business describing mm -hmm. where the block was right. and telling him exactly what was needed to get things flowing again, flowing with the employees. And, and like I say, and flowing with money. Right. And, yeah. and the thing that I like about that so much is that it actually depersonalizes it when it is about the business. So it wasn't in any way saying, hey, you owner, you must do this because you're not doing it well or, you know, you're, you've missed this point. Rather, it is your business who's telling you this needs to be done. Exactly. It's, it's a loving, benevolent guide. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, we have perfect free will. We can choose to listen to that at any moment or not mm -hmm. to, but that information is there for us. Mm -hmm. And it's, and as we learn to listen to that, that's how we're going to restructure our businesses and our economic systems to be in flow with the sacred. That's right. Yeah. Pam, I hear you talking about the listening for uh, our intuition and, um, and, and how that can activate the sacred at work. Can you go into more detail about that? Yes, I really, um, I feel really strongly about this, about our, our ability to build this capacity. And I think of it as uh, really building a muscle. It's something that you have to work at. And when you are consistent and diligent about it, one day you wake up and all of a sudden you can feel the muscle, you can see the muscle in your arm. And, you know, a week later, you can actually pick up a boulder that you couldn't pick up before. So the same is true for our intuition and those messages that are always available to us that we can actually access when we have that connection to ourselves. So let's talk about this GPS navigation system of intuition. And the good news is, is that we're actually all born with it. But unfortunately, many of us through the years have been taught through either indirect or blatant messages to ignore it, or rather, we prioritize our intellect. And eventually, slowly but surely, it diminishes our ability to trust and rely on our gut instincts. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't rely on our intellect, but we need a balance and we need both. And unfortunately, in the systems we've been living in, the patriarchal systems that we're in, it prioritizes the more masculine way of being that does not allow for the intuition in the feminine way. And so part of what I like to do is to help people cultivate the capacity for intuition to flow more freely and fluidly. So here are a couple of tips. The first thing to do is to listen, listen deeply for the messages or the invitation. And you can do that through meditation. Now, I'm not someone who can uh, ever say that I'm the perfect meditator. I don't know if that's actually even something that exists. But I know that when I sit and allow myself to be quiet and ask the question that needs to be answered, the messages will come. And the second way that you can cultivate this is to actually feel into what you are sensing. What does your body say when you ask a pertinent question? Is your heart palpitating? 
Do you feel a, a constriction in your gut? Does your throats, you know, all of a sudden get thick and you and and you and you can't find the words? What does your body say? Our 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 physical bodies are these incredible vehicles that have so many messages that are available to us when we listen. Another tool that I use to help build this ability to rely on intuition is called automatic writing. And that is a a practice that you can do on a daily basis where you just give yourself 20 minutes to ask a very specific question or uh, uh, regarding a challenge or something you're trying to better understand and allow yourself to freeform write. I don't want you to edit it. I don't care if anything is capitalized or there's a right punctuation. What I want to know and what I always want to know is what actually is going to come out. And I think the key to this, I've talked to others, is that you do the writing and you put it away. And when you come back to it later that day or even the next day, you'll be amazed and surprised of what has actually flowed through you. And sometimes I'll go back and read something and I'm just, you know, I sort of look around and say, who wrote this? Because it, it, um, it is not of me. It is through me that these words come. And then finally, well, two things. Once you have... Uh, a hunch, or you have the sense knowing you've listened, you've gotten the message, you want to take action from there. Don't stop there. Not not with the just the, oh, yes, I heard, but actually take an action. Try it. See what comes from it. And then capture that moment so that you can see what worked. And you can then start to build the uh, next step of trust. And when you fully begin and create those conditions for trust to be readily available, intuition becomes so much more available and starts to be uh, just your natural rhythm and the way in which you work in the world. Now, the truth is that this is a lifelong journey. And for me, when I was a young person, I used to rely on my intuition all of the time. And I would, you know, freely say, oh, my gut says, but um, I had a relationship once that was one of the biggest learning opportunities for me in my lifetime. And through that experience, I actually stopped believing in my intuition. Because um, in the relationship, things occurred where I was sort of blindsided. And I didn't trust myself any longer. I kept asking myself the question like, I'm really intuitive, but how did how did I not know that this person had this issue? How did I not see the flags? All, all the questions and I and I basically gave up on my intuition. The lesson for that in me for me was that as I started to heal and to begin to invite back my intuition and to really cultivate and build the trust that my inner guidance system would not steer me wrong, that in fact, that relationship offered me the best learning for what I needed most, that the intuition became actually my life's work. And all of the work that I do now is based in that. And it is my soul's work to do. Mm, that's so beautiful. It's so true how we have these um, 
tools when we're young and then we lose trust in them and we're sometimes actively encouraged to lose trust in them. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's so beautiful how that came around again. Mm-hmm. It's true. You know, so it, as entrepreneurs and advisors to business leaders, I think we both can agree, right? Like listening to our intuition has been critical to our learning, our growth, and ultimately to the success of our work. And I'm curious about how you access listening, you know, what, what do you do to help access the listening that the business is trying to say? So the tool I wanted to talk to uh, everybody today to leave with is a phrase that I use with my clients, uh, which actually helps them to start to tap into the soul of the business when they're having, especially when they're having a particularly difficult challenge or decision to make. So we'll be you know, bringing, going through the challenge, bringing up some potential solutions. And they're often bring in uh, personal issues and problems with other individuals, uh, all of the consequences that could happen to, hu- to the humans in the business. And at one point, I just get them to stop and I ask them this phrase, what does the business need? And just for a moment, you know, I ask them to remove all the human elements out of the equation and just allow space to hear what the business is asking for. And I tell you, I've used this exercise so many times, <laughs> countless times. And, and yeah, and they're just, their faces relax, their shoulders mm-hmm. drop. Mm-hmm. And the answers uh, really become a lot clearer. And this is when some of the tools you're talking about, like automatic writing mm-hmm. and, and really hearing what their bodies are saying um, can, can come out of that question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was going to give you a couple, I'd like to give you ex- a, a couple of examples about how, sure. how we can, uh, you know, use this phrase. So one of the most challenging things for whether it's a senior manager or a business owner is when you feel like you need to fire someone. Oh God, <laughs> that <laughs> exactly. is so hard. Exactly. So, and it just brings up, you know, all the personal things you might feel bad. You might actually really like them as a person, or they, you might really, really not like them as a person. So it's hard to separate those emotions from how they're doing their work in the business. And so it just is so beneficial to take a moment to take a breath and saying, what is the business asking? What does the business need in terms of this employee? And you can just ask your body is firing this employee in the service of the business. Is that what I'm hearing? Is it in service of removing a block that's preventing the business from flowing smoothly with purpose? And if that's the case, if that's what you're hearing, the business needs, then I call it sacred firing. <laughs> because if it is in the best interest for the business, it is inevitably the best interest of everybody involved in that. Mm-hmm. And then you get those stories, right? Where 10 years from now, somebody says, I was so devastated when I got fired and it was the best thing for me. Right. We've all heard those stories. That's right. where it's coming from, from this listening to the business, what the business needs. But it's not only for you know business owners. Like I, I like to say that everyone is on the hero's journey from, you know, the person, the administrative assistants, the programmers, the person doing the cleaning, the senior managers, we're all on a hero's journey. And so an example how you could use this if you're not 
uh, the owner, but you still can tap into the voice of the business that you're working in. You're a part of this ecosystem. So another example that comes up frequently for me is you, you might be a new employee at a company and you see something that needs to change, but you're just not sure you want to speak up. You're not sure how it will be this, you know, this information will be received that you, you want to change something. And, and you might not even be sure if you're right, hmm. but you have this desire and, and this kind of um, this feeling inside that it's really important that you bring this up. So you, again, you can take a deep breath and you can say, what does the business need? And you'll know, you will know if, as you say, as you build this muscle, you'll start to know, Yeah, is this speaking up important to help everyone recognize a block that's preventing the flow of purpose, the flow of money, and, and we all need to work together to shift the block? Or are you just wanting to speak up to create a moment of chaos? Are you throwing someone under the bus for personal benefit? It, it, it helps to think, what is the business asking you? Take yourself out of the equation. Mm -hmm. and, and I'll just say it one more time. Uh, and I know you put it so beautifully, Pam, but we don't hear, when I say hear the soul of the business, it's not with our ears. Right. It's not with our mind. It's with our body. Right. We know. We know what's true. Right. Yeah, there's just no denying when we know what is true and we're clear um, and, and it is the right thing there, you can't be moved from that. Like you're, you're steadfast in that knowing. And that's, that's trusting your intuition as well, because it has been informed by your body, by your heart, by the energy and the flow. You, you've mentioned this several times, you know, is this a block to the flow of money, to the flow of purpose? All of this is about energy. Yeah, like we are exactly. energetic beings and any other uh, understanding of that doesn't allow for the real truth that everything between us, between each other as human beings, between our businesses as an entity, between me and the tree outside my window is all about the energetic flow and all about the way in which we connect. So I love that you bring that as a as an example, as you know, the several examples that you gave, because we uh, I often say, you know, it's easier to be in business that where it's only where you're only dealing with computers because human are humans are complex beings, right? <laughs> um, the ability to be in right flow and connection with each other and then with the business is extraordinary. And I wonder how many entrepreneurs actually think about that. Well, I think more and more are starting to, but it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a wave that needs to grow. Mm -hmm. it, it's what needs to happen to, yeah. um, to move us towards that, that place of health and healing and equity. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your tools. And uh, I actually can picture the soul of my business and and you've given it form by uh, the way in which you talk about this so thank you for that oh thank you too it's so fun to talk about connecting and how the sacred shows up at work it's mm -hmm. it's uh i'm sure we'll come back to this topic many times <laughs> over and over again so hillary is speaking to you from the traditional and unceded territories of the squamish musqueam and slaywatooth nations and I, Pam, am on the unceded territory and the lands of the Ohlone people. You can find me at practicalfeet.com and Hillary at transformingventures.com. If you have any questions or comments or issues you would like to address in the future episodes, 
please let us know by emailing us at hello at sacredatwork.com. Our podcast is produced by Collins Mina. Our beautiful opening and closing music is composed and performed by Lorianne Speed. Sacred at Work is released twice per month, and we look forward to connecting with you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>